This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, there's a guy who's been blogging about Olive Garden for a few years now. Uh, I, I don't mind Olive Garden myself. I don't go there very often, but uh, yeah, this guy really seems to like it. So he's got his website, olivegarden.com, A-L-L-O-F, garden, get it? olivegarden.com, and for a few years now, he's been chronicling his quest to eat as much Olive Garden pasta as possible. But suddenly, out of nowhere, July 18th, after a few years of doing this, he gets a cease and desist notification from the company Olive Garden. They're claiming that there's a trademark infringement. Although this guy can't figure out exactly what it is they're claiming is an infringement. So this starts to get a lot of attention. Uh, then the company apologizes, and they decided to send him uh, a gift card, I guess, for his trouble. So it's quite a weird saga. I wanted to find out more. So let's go to the man himself. He is Vino Malone, allofgarden.com. Vino, thanks so much for joining us here. Happy to be here. All right. So first, tell us a bit more about your quest to eat all the pasta, as it says on your website. Where, where did this all start? Uh, it started in 2014. Olive Garden released a uh, never-ending pasta pass that allowed unlimited and unfettered access to their restaurant where you could eat as much as you want uh, of whatever you want for seven weeks. And so I decided to, for those seven weeks, eat nothing but Olive Garden pasta and review every possible combination of their food. And, I mean, you were saying nice things about this. It wasn't oh, as yeah. though you were on some attack against Olive Garden, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a I'd say it's a fair and un you know unbiased uh, look at their food. Uh, so when did they become aware of what you were doing, and what what was the issue on their end? Uh, they knew about it back in 2014, which is why it was such a shock for me to get this email or uh, the cease and desist letter back uh, last week. Because yeah, they had followed me on Twitter, they had liked some of my posts, they had you know they'd shown awareness of it. So that was why it was kind of a shock to me. And so what, did they, what were they telling you to do? They told me that I need to remove all references to Olive Garden or any other trademarks they uh, were in refer- that I used on the, my website. Because I mean, what did, couldn't really work because it's an Olive Garden blog. And I pretty much talk about nothing but Olive Garden. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, are we talking about use of the company logo or just any yeah, reference to them at all? I, I never use like their uh, promotional images. I don't. I'm, I have to take all my own photos. I write all my own content. So it's just references to the restaurant, describing the food as being from Olive Garden, that sort of thing. Right. So where where's the copyright issue? That's that was my question, and that's why I sent them a reply saying that I wouldn't take it down, that I was going to continue doing it because it's uh, in American copyright law. We have like nominative fair use, which means you can use a trademark to describe a product if you're reviewing it or using it fairly like that. Right. Uh, but, I mean, still, at the same time, that's got to be intimidating. This is a pretty big company, and, I mean, uh, here yeah. you are, just, just a guy. I mean, it's, it's right, you know, right. David versus Goliath, isn't it? <laughs> kind of, yeah. That's why it was kind of a uh, – it makes me worried, especially for anyone else who might have received letters like this, if they weren't able to get that sort of, you know, uh, Internet grassroots kind of fight against this big company. I think most people would just roll over and take, you know, take their site down if they had to. Well, that's often the case, you know, when, when companies or individuals respond in a heavy-handed way like this, it just draws more attention to the issue. So had they left it well enough alone, I mean, it probably wouldn't have got the coverage that it did. Do you, do you think that's why they backed down, because it, it turned I into kind of a I, PR nightmare? I think it's exactly that. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy it ended out the way it did, but like I said, it makes me a little nervous for smaller people with, like, you know, less well-known sites. 
All right. So when did you get the response from them that they were going to let this whole matter go? And in fact, that they were going to apologize to you? Yeah, it was about uh, a day or two after some of the more major articles about this started coming out. And so that's what makes you think it was like in response to the blowback rather than an actual admission of any sort of wrongdoing. And what did they say to you then? They said that it was uh, a misunderstanding and that it was an automatically generated email that they didn't intend to send it out. And it was just they have some sort of a robot that like scans the Internet for use of their trademark and automatically sends out emails. Which, if true, to me sounds even a little bit more messed up than an actual lawyer going through and making sure things are legitimate before they send out threatening emails like that. Well, yeah, you would, I can understand the use of that technology. There are a lot of websites to try to keep an eye on, but yeah, you'd think that when something was flagged, you'd have a lawyer look at it first before you threaten somebody. Yeah, but I guess that's not what happened in this case. All right, so so they feel bad. I guess they, they also sent you a gift certificate, hey? Yeah, 50 bucks, so that's what I referred to as my out-of-court settlement. <laughs> hey, 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Yeah, it's, it's more than I had before, so... Uh, and so is this, uh, this is still going? Your, your crusade to uh, eat all the past? I guess they got 50 bucks to spend, so it has to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they bring back the never-ending pasta pass this year, I'll probably be doing it again. Um, you, each year I do kind of a theme on the blog, and I don't know what I'm going to do this year. Uh, a couple of years ago I did like a different first day with a different person every night, and some days I just do the uh, food reviews. Sometimes, yeah, it's different every time, so we'll see. What do you find when you when you talk about and write about Olive Garden? Because it, I mean, it seems like it's polarizing. There's some people who love Olive Garden. There's a lot of people who hate Olive Garden. Yeah, pretty much any article I read about it um, always includes a few like cracks at Olive Garden's food, and all the comments <laughs> are always, you know, like you said, very polarizing. Um, I like it a lot. I think it really blends together like these Italian ideas ideas of like hospitality and family, and also like an American idea of like just consuming a ton of unhealthy food. <laughs> And so, yeah. for me, it's like the perfect restaurant. <laughs> for that reason. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I've never had a bad time at Olive Garden. I don't mind it, but, yeah, right. people uh, people don't like it. There's some people who hate it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, uh, people can read more about uh, your quest here, olivegarden.com. That's A-L-L-O-F, garden. Uh, Vino, thanks so much for this. All the best to you. Thanks for having me. Have a nice day. All right, you too. There you go. Vincent, a.k.a. Vino Malone, the Olive Garden guy, uh, is going to eat some more pasta. I'd say 50 bucks, too. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of all this. Anyway, let's take a break here. 403-974-TALK. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.